This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning and welcome to Resource Centre with Audrey Raj. On the show today, we're going to be exploring the ways AI is transforming the world of business. Now, according to IDC's latest Worldwide Artificial Intelligence Spending Guide, Asia-Pacific spending on AI systems will rise from about $17.6 billion last year, that's 2022, to around $32 billion US dollars in 2025. But as countries across Asia-Pacific continue to ramp up their efforts with increased AI adoption, many employees are beginning to feel a little heat uh, or a sense of anxiety around the implementation of AI and how it could lead to redundancy when the technology is better able to provide insights than humans can. Uh, so to talk to us about the business value of AI, some of the barriers to adoption, as well as how leaders can get their employees on board for an AI transition, I have uh, with me today, coming to us from Singapore, James Ang, Senior VP of Asia Pacific at Dataiku. James, welcome to Resource Centre. Thank you, Audrey. Pleasure to be on board. Right. So before we get started, James, maybe you can talk to us about Dataiku or Dataiku uh, and some of the work you do with businesses in the region. Sure, sure. No worries about the pronunciation. Uh, Dataiku, it's a US-based company. We've been around for the last 10 years. In fact, we were one of the first leaders when it comes to artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, I'm based in Singapore. We've got a big team here in Asia. We've got about 170 uh, of us uh, here in Asia, 57 of us here in Singapore. Uh, we are, we are uh, you know, we are in Singapore, we're in uh, Australia, we're in Japan, we're in Korea, and we're also in India. Uh, my responsibility at Data Eco is really to lead uh, the expansion of our business and really also to be the ambassador of AI. Uh, when it comes to helping governments and companies transform themselves uh, using artificial intelligence. Mm, and this is such an interesting period uh, for you guys because all of a sudden, everyone's just talking about AI today, right? I mean, it's been around for quite a bit, but now it feels more real, it feels more tangible, and it feels like you can actually work with AI in the things that you do every day. That's correct. Uh, if you look at the history of AI, it was around since the 1960s. <laughs> so, you Whoa. know, it's a, it's a trivia that very few people know. Um, but as in all uh, technology cycles, AI have now become uh, more relevant. And uh, you see uh, even consumers like you and me using AI to help us in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. We've got the health and fitness apps telling us to get moving. We've got Spotify telling us, hey, this is the music that you might like. And then you've got Netflix that says, hey, you might want to watch this because you've watched uh, all these different things. Mm. And then you've got, um, you know, all the shopping uh, uh, e-commerce sites telling you what to buy. So all these are AI working behind the scenes and really trying to make life easier and more intuitive for all of us. That's true. Now, but when we talk about 
AI in business or AI in the workplace, we're not just talking about chat GPT uh, and AI chatbots today, right? You know, maybe you can talk to us about the kind of AI that you see more businesses adopting today, or maybe they're considering adopting, or maybe what businesses need, you know, in various industries. Sure. So, you know, we've worked with um, many different companies uh, as well as governments uh, to use AI across many different use cases, right? A uh, case in point would be, for example, in healthcare, right? How do we use AI to analyze vast amounts of medical data, right? This helps doctors and researchers to identify patterns and potential treatments that may have been missed otherwise. Uh, because in the past without AI, it was just using a lot of researchers, time, you know, people looking at a lot of uh, x-rays and a lot of uh, different charts records. And graphs charts, and... charts and graphs, right? So uh, AI can also be used to monitor patients in real time and then alert medical professionals uh, when intervention is needed, right? So that's one, uh, that's one way of, you know, really using AI to help uh, humans live better and longer, right? Um, another way is to make business more efficient, right? AI can automate a wide range of business processes, including customer surveys, data analytics, even logistics, right? So mm -hmm. if you want, you know, your 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 food or your shopping uh, to be delivered at the right time uh, when you need it, uh, it's the AI uh, engine that's working behind to optimize what's the right route to take. Right? And this can reduce costs and increase efficiency, and it makes business even more competitive. Right? Mm. Um, you, you look at, um, you know, when people graduate, uh, they send vast amounts of resume into companies. Uh, it is the AI systems these days that are going through their initial rounds of qualification, uh, and then for, the, for AIs to pick you know, who are the right candidates with the right traits, the right um, track records in order for them to progress to the next round, right? Mm. And if you look at banking, for example, um, the use of AI, because there are so much, uh, you know, cyber scams going around, security, uh, cyber crimes, uh, AI has been used to do fraud detection, has been used to uh, help uh, do the initial screening for uh, uh, credit scoring, for example. Are you eligible oh. for, you know, buying the next bigger house that you want to buy, uh, so on and so forth. So huge, vast amount of data that has been collected uh, through different, different points. Uh, and therefore, without the use of AI, uh, you, you will not be leveraging the best of the data that you have to make better decisions. Hmm. So how has the adoption of AI been across the region? Do you think businesses are, are seeing the value in it? Are they, are they up for it? I think we're at a stage where um, we're crossing the chasm, right? We've got businesses that already value AI and have already invested in it. Over the last three years, we have uh, worked with IDC, uh, which is a very renowned research organization uh, in the world. And we have seen the growth of adoption of AI. So right now we are seeing about 39% of organizations across APAC already invested in AI. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, these investments will continue to increase on an annual rate of about 39% over the next five years, right? Uh, and therefore, you know, when you earlier uh, spoke about how the investments on AI is going to 
reach 32 billion from 17 billion uh, today. Uh, that's really what we are seeing. The other trend that we are seeing is that companies that have already invested in AI, they are doubling down on their investments because they're already seeing that returns on their investments, right? Mm -hmm. They're seeing an average of about 30% uh, improvements in either their risk reduction, uh, their improvement in their customer or their products, or essentially productivity uh, amongst their work workforce. Mm. So, um, James, maybe you can talk to us about some of the major challenges or barriers to adoption that businesses here face when you know they're looking to get into AI, when looking to invest or, or kickstart their AI journey. Um, number one is the lack of understanding of AI, mm. right? What can AI do for their business? The investment on AI should not be viewed as a transformation because of its technology benefits. The investments and adoption of AI should be driven by a business objectives. Mm. Whether or not this it's about reinventing the, exper the customer experience or differentiating your products and services that you want to launch in a market or being more competitive because you see a new trend in the marketplace that you want to capitalize because you already have a huge data real estate that you can leverage on and drive your business to the next level. Right. So I think the most important aspects for business leaders when they think about adopting AI, it's start with the business objectives, right? understand what you want to drive uh, for your business, and then looking at AI as a platform or as a tool to accelerate that journey for you. For example, you could be a brick and mortar logistics company for the last 20 years. And you probably have 200 you know, delivery uh, trucks around the country with 300 uh, drivers today, right? You have been doing your employee scheduling, your route planning based on Excel spreadsheet today. And suddenly because of COVID, you see uh, the potential for your business to grow multiple folds because of that increased search in uh, deliveries, mm. right? Do you stick to what you're doing for the last 10 years and be limited by your drivers and your delivery trucks based on the old way? Or do you leverage on AI to optimize schedules, traffic, delivery points, drop-off points, and even partnering with uh, even your competitors to pass parcels from one state to the other state because mm -hmm. you may not have distribution points, right? So these extraction of intelligence from the data that you have is what business leaders can expect from their investments in AI. So number one, understand your business objectives. Number two, you know, have... Uh, a top-down cultural mind shift to say, this is what we're going to do to transform our business using AI and data analytics. And then number three, bringing in the right people uh, to ensure that you have the right resources to help you through this transformation journey. Number four, uh, involving your employees to get them to understand why this is important and how they can play a part and how their work will change, even with the use of AI. Right, I I think um, 
not very long ago, we wouldn't have seen delivery uh, delivery men carrying a PDA or a mobile device and asking you for a digital signature. Mm. Right, but today, if we don't see any one of them holding that, something is wrong. Something is missing. There, you see that evolution of technology adoption, which is tied to business imperatives, which is used by people. Okay, uh, James, it's time for us to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we talk more about how leaders can convince their employees or their teams about the business value of AI. All that and more happening on Resource Centre with James Ang from Dataiku. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Binge-friendly movies. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have James Ang. He is the Senior Vice President of uh, the Asia-Pacific Region at Dataiku. And we are talking about the business value of AI. Now, James, um, before the break, you were talking to us about you know some of the uh, barriers to adoption when it comes to businesses looking to kickstart their AI journey. Now, uh, I don't know if this is is if this is a thing in Singapore, but this is something that I keep hearing around me here in Malaysia. Is like everyone's when you talk about AI, everyone's just worried about AIs taking over their jobs. But I have also seen this term thrown about. Um, it's it's called augmented AI, and from what I understand, it's supposed to help. Uh, um, human beings uh, be at the helm while working with AI uh, in the workplace and in, in their jobs. Can you talk to us more about augmented AI and what this means um, for businesses? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, augmented AI allows teams to move beyond spending time just collecting data and, you know, and putting them in a driver's seat. Right, So it enables employees to be entrusted with greater responsibilities. And then it elevates their critical thinking, thinking when it comes to crucial business, business decisions. This will encourage employees to be more invested in the business as it evolves and help you keep employee turnover rate low. Right, And, and just let me bring the example back to, um, let's say, a typical man on the street. Right, In the past, we would have been using physical paper maps to go from point A to point B. But today, you see all of us essentially losing the skills of reading maps and then using AI to guide us, right? Not just to guide us from point A to point B, but also to offer different routes because the AI working behind the scenes have collated enough intelligence to tell you what time it is that you are traveling on, which part of the roads is getting congested, which parts of the roads are under construction, right? So it's making that intuitive intelligence decision for you, but still putting you on the driver's seat or in the driver's seat to make the right decision, right? So mm -hmm. taking away the mundane task from the humans because machines can do it better, and more accurately at scale, but leaving you as the human to make decisions because you've got the right experience, because you've got the right business domain expertise, and because more importantly, you've got empathy. You've got human mm. empathy, which is what machines do not have. 
Right. Now, I think another plus point uh, for me when it comes to working with AI is it kind of eliminates all the different kinds of biases that humans have. I mean, yes, we have empathy, but we also have so many different kinds of bias that can then affect the way we do our jobs or how productive we are, right? Can you talk to us about how AI is doing this um, for businesses as well? That's a very good observation. Um, you know, if I just peel the onion a little bit uh, deeper, uh, how AI works is based on the models that human create. Uh, and then the AI will use that model and continuously learn and evolve. So if there is biasness in that model and that algorithm, the AI's decision-making would be biased. Mm. And therefore, it is very, very important as we help companies uh, through the AI journey to put governance and making sure that there is no uh, uh, biasness in the way they are designing AI. Just to give you an example, remember the example that I uh, raised earlier about jobs application. Mm. If the AI model has been designed to give a certain biasness to women above the age of 35 with a family of two children, and if the biasness is a negative biasness that has been built in, this would create biasness even by the AI model. So us as human beings, we need to be responsible when we are leveraging on AI to make sure that the models that we are creating also eradicates biasness, right? Also eradicates data drift, for example, because environments could have changed, mm -hmm. right? Um, maybe instead of uh, women, uh, you know, dads are also taking time off to take care of their children. So uh, should we put a modeling behind to equalize, you know, the level playing field, right? Um, so there is a still human empathy and human judgment involved when it comes to designing the right AI models. Can I ask you now about what leaders need to do to convince their teams, their employees uh, about the business value of AI and, you know, being more open to adopting it. Because earlier on, you mentioned that culture plays an important role. And of course, culture starts from the top. So what can leaders do? What can leaders say? How can they demonstrate the business value of AI so that their employees and their teams also feel assured about their jobs and are willing to give this a shot? AI is a strategic journey. Uh, for any business. And for a business leader, it is um, even more important to be a role model to start and, uh, and create a top-down approach on inculcating AI as part of their strategy and part of the roadmap. So that's number one. The, the second thing is having data experts collaborate with colleagues who are experts in their business domains will also allow the teams to build a powerful AI capabilities that are relevant to the business and accepted as innovations to the people and to the business. And then of course, having a clear uh, strategy in place, business will set the stage for wider adoption across the organization, gaining employee trust, and then empowering them to adopt and embed AI as part of what they do every day. In fact, this is the mantra of Deraiku, mm -hmm. which is to make everyday AI a part of an organization's culture. 
And just before I let you go, James, um, you know, we've been talking so much about the stable pace at which AI adoption is growing in the Asia-Pacific region. Maybe you can share some of the key trends or use cases that excite you most playing out in the region uh, this year and maybe in the near future. What excites you most about the way AI is being used in business, James? Well, uh, I would say one of the key things is about how AI has been used to improve our public safety. Right? Mm -hmm. AI can be used to monitor public spaces, identify potential threats, such as detecting suspicious behavior or unattended bags, for example, in you know, public spaces, right? It can also be used to improve disaster response by providing real-time information about conditions on the ground, right? So these are very, very highly impactful use of AI, uh, which requires you know, much more than what humans can do. And it, it will be very impactful to the human race, right? The other thing is about education. Mm -hmm. uh, that excites me. Uh, AI can personalize the learning experience, uh, creating very curated uh, curriculum for individual learners and students. It can also be used to automate administrative tasks, so freeing up time for teachers to focus on providing more personalized support for learners, uh, um, for, for, for their students. Uh, we have seen, for example, the use of uh, ChatGPT, which has been creating quite uh, a high level of interest uh, right, so ChatGPT is essentially a AI language model uh, that adapts to uh, the user's learning journey, and then creates the right innovation to help um, people who use ChatGPT uh, create more breakthrough thinking by creating an initial framework for them to start thinking about the subject or the topic that they may have questions on. Right. So those are very, very great use of, I would say, uh, you call it generative AI or augmented AI to help bring the human thinking towards the next level. Right. Interesting times ahead for all of us. Right, James? Indeed. Indeed, Audrey. <laughs> now, for all those tuning in who'd like to learn more about Dataiku and what you do and how you help businesses across the region, uh, is there a website that they can go to? Sure, it's uh, worldwideweb.dataiku.com. Uh, so come visit us. There are lots of interesting videos. We talk about anything from fashion to the taste of milkshakes to uh, use cases in the commercial space. So uh, we even have a Data Iku University where we offer uh, AI courses for free, uh, both for technical and non-technical users. So come visit us on our website or just um, just look, look, look for us in LinkedIn or, or Instagram. Right. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with James Ang, Senior VP of Asia Pacific at Dataiku. My name is Audrey Raj and this has been Resource Centre on Enterprise BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.